We'll watch that movie fans on Netflix Bingers. This is the Bros. Podcast. My name is Adam Schubert. As always, I'm joined by Lennon Burton. How are you doing this week? It is Succession Week, Shuby. I know the show is over, but like it is Succession Week. So I'm gonna be honest. Finale week. Yeah, like no, everybody. I didn't get to finish Visions, but I finished Succession and I uh, rewatched majority of the season with Kirsty. I took mm-hmm. notes. I am ready to just break this shit down. There's so much intricacy in the finale. Like, and and my boss told me I was looking too deep into it, but like even down to the fact of Kendall hugging Roman in that moment of him being a manipulator through that hug. I'm so excited because you think you think of film and TV like I do, and you won't think I'm being, uh, my boss said you're being one of those artsy fartsy people who are on Letterboxd. I was like, well, I am on Letterboxd. Like, <laughs> he was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, yeah, man. So I'm excited about that. And you've got some amazing news stories in our notes this week that I'm excited to talk about. Yeah, it's definitely a shortage uh, based on the writer's strike. And I was just talking to my girlfriend. And I was like, we get ready for reality TV for like a while. Um, so not a lot of new stuff is being announced or anything, obviously. But there are some interesting things that are in the works to talk about. Some rumors down the pipe and some things that were already previously announced that still have to be worked on. Um, yeah. So, um. So uh, yeah, we're going to talk about this succession. I'm going to try and remember as best I can some of the stuff from weeks past because I know we de- I definitely wanted to talk to you about um, the Logan. Uh, what's his name? The the oldest boy. Oh, Connor. Con Connor's wedding. Oh, <laughs> what a shit show. <laughs> One of the best episodes of the show. Yeah, no, easily, easily. Oh man, what a what a shit show! And I figured since we, I, I know I, I'm throwing this on you, but it's not gonna be hard. I figured since uh we're not doing visions, we could talk about shows we should watch with Succession over. Just show because like I want to watch the Foundation. Like I heard that show is incredible. The Foundation, like the sci-fi. Yeah, I heard it's. I heard it's like one of the best sci-fi's out, and I and I and I don't know if you watch it, so I want to know what you think about that, like that type of shit. Oh yeah, I watch that shit. It's good. It's good. Is it the all right? So sh- all right, we're gonna talk about it when we get to Lee Pace is fine. Watch over post succession because I'm trying to determine between uh the foundation or the expanse. The expanse is a little long. Mm, okay. Well, just wait. Just wait. This is the, we'll do that. We'll do this things mm. to watch. After now that succession's over, so but I'm hype nonetheless. What episode is the uh the wedding? The wedding is uh what the wedding is the third one, it's after the oh, yeah, Connor's to... wedding. Yeah, 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 I see it. I Wait, yes, yeah, the second or the third? No, it's, it's the, the third, it's the third. third. You're right, because the second one is where they're like, he's like, You are not serious, people. yeah, you are not serious people. <laughs> Season. <laughs> I'm just pulling up the episode list so I can remember along with my notes. So, all right. Well, as you're pulling that up, we can go ahead and get started into the notes. Uh, the first thing that's been popping off in terms of the DC universe is the James Gunn, the Superman search. I guess a little bit got leaked out that they're considering Bold and the Beautiful Star, Pearson Godet. Crazy. Look. I mean, I'll say this. Yeah, I was about to say, like, uh, I shout out to Tyler in our Discord who listens to the pod. Shout out to UT. Tyler said that this dude looks like Matt Bomer and Henry Cavill did the fusion dance. See, I was even thinking that he had a little Tom Welling looking. I was like, he kind of looks like Tom. Oh, he looks like the perfect Superman. Honestly, you could say Matt, a little Matt Bomer, because I see Bomer a lot, a little Cavill and a little Tom Welling. Yeah, so I mean, I was like, even oh, has, yeah, looks like he even has a little bit of what's the dude in uh Superman and Lois right now? Tyler Oakland, he even has yeah. a little Oakland in him. The main no, thing Brand, that, no Brandon Ralph, though, <laughs> he's too pretty for Brandon Ralph. The difficult thing about that is the whole bold and beautiful star part. Of can, it. can he act? Yeah, can he be up to the par that we're gonna need him to be? Let me let me ask you this what if he we do an unknown for Superman? But the biggest names for Lex and Lois, I think that would be perfect. 
yeah, I think it would also. I, I think going unknown for Superman is is a is bold. It's super bold. Bold, but I mean, I think it makes sense. Like He's even an alien, Superman, even Superman Returns. Like mm-hmm. where was Brandon Routh's career at the time when he was cast as Superman? I, like I, think, I don't know if I could see. Uh, was his? I'm agreeing with you. I don't know if I could see uh Nicholas Holt as Superman. I see him as Nicholas Holt, but this guy, I, I could see as Superman. Same thing with uh Corn Sweat. Like a uh, unknown, I feel like is the right thing because think about the message of Superman. This alien comes down, and like we don't know anything about him, and like oh, and even though even and you put glasses on him, he turns into a person. We can't tell the difference. Like, like nah, man, it would be perfect. I would really fuck with that. But the thing is, you got to make Batman look like him, too, because Batman and Bruce Wayne look very similar. I mean, Bruce Wayne and Superman look very similar. It says who? The comics. They did a they did a comic uh, a year ago where when they were teens, Superman fell into the ocean, got picked up by Bruce Wayne's boat. And there was a party going on. Bruce Wayne wasn't there and he pretended to be Bruce Wayne. And everybody bought it. Uh, that's weird to me. <laughs> okay, okay. Your your animated series where Batman and Superman don't look alike. I get it. I get it. Well, yeah. I mean, I, that would just be weird. It's just like, oh. <laughs> Through your full loop just now. Yeah, yeah that's Because it's like, where are they supposed to be? Like super twins? Like, it's just making sense. <laughs> that's the comic. Shout out to all the readers out there right now. But um, look, that guy looks good. And wait, there was another guy for Superman, I thought. Oh, that. Oh, man. Hold on. I'm going to DCEU. You can go to the next story. Uh, Well, you know, you mentioned Batman, and that goes into the next bit of DC rumor mill I have here, that Andy Machete was recently interviewed talking about The Flash. You know, he goes into talking about that if there was a sequel, that he would keep Ezra. Don't nobody listen to that. Yeah, that, that's that's James Gunn. That he, Andy Machete does not decide that. Like, he does not yeah, run... <laughs> what what Andy Machete is doing is he's trying to enforce to people that this might be good go see it. Yeah. Um, but what was what really a bad way to do it though. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. What was really interesting in the conversation though is that when he was asked about what direction he would go and if he were to make a Batman movie, he said, "I don't think I can talk about that yet." Look, so, maybe maybe Gunn thought the movie was so good that he wants to do Batman. Which I think would be a good call. I mean, if like. I'd like, you know, Andrew isn't enough for me to be like, be like, oh yeah, you know, Andrew should get trusted. But you know, once we see the friendship is really good, then I don't see what I mean. And yeah, look, I'm, I'm with I you. I thought that I think he's a good director based on the It films that I saw. And the It films give me hope that he could direct a Robin, because he knows how to work with kids. His kids could act his young adults could act they they he didn't make them feel kitty like look if Muschetti's the guy let's rock with it i'm okay with james gunn going in-house i'm okay with that because honestly the batman see this is the so the most interesting thing even though i'm the most critical on batman movies this batman movie almost has a pass because i have matt reeves as batman so it's like I'm uh, this is the one time where I'm like, I'm open for you to do whatever the fuck you want with Batman. Obviously, it has to meet certain qualifications, but with Matt Reeves' Batman giving me my detective noir, all I need this Batman to do is be the Batman that interacts with Superman flat. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I need it to be uh Justice League Unlimited Batman and not Batman the animated series. Whereas right. uh uh Matt Reeves is Batman the animated series. Whoever gets this one, as long as they make it Justice League Unlimited Batman, we're okay. They can yeah. do Blue Suit for all I care. Like, I'm, I'm okay with Blue Suit. Yeah, I think that Batman film is one of the more interesting Batman films that's ever been. Yeah, considered. No pressure, almost. Because it's not necessarily about Batman as much as about Damien. Yeah, that too. That too. The, the casting for Damien is almost more serious. Like, uh, and honestly, Damien could be an unknown as well. But see, if Superman's unknown, Batman has to be a, the, one of the big, a bigger named actor, in my opinion. Right. Like, yeah, the interesting thing about it too is that they're going to have to stay in their age 
similarities, but but you just get away with something like the Superman movie is an early telling of like, yep. who the Superman is because as movies are going to be made later and later, they could be like, oh yeah, this was like his an earlier t- version of his story when the Superman movie came out. Let's let's say in twenty six, twenty seven. At that point, you know, let's say it's porn sweat. He would even his mid thirties, so you can cast the mid thirties Batman. Exactly. So, like, I'm with you. I'm. I think it's gonna be a a a somebody in their mid thirties, and like Batman can be a little older than Superman. Like, honestly, like this this is the first time where the other DC movies have to be successful, whereas this Batman movie can kind of do what it wants. It can kind of, you know, be a little free, do a little, do a little bit. Because, you know, it still has to succeed, but it has to succeed into the larger universe. Like, for example, we knew Iron Man had to be good, Hulk had to be good, but Thor won, and Captain America had to be good, but Thor was, you know, Thor was man. You know what I'm saying? Like, Flash has to be good, or or Superman has to be good, uh, Green Lanterns has to be good, but you know, Batman could be okay. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. And again, it's more so about that story between him and Damon. So it's like a different casting of a person. Like you're trying to get someone who's like who can be a dad. Yeah. And or who has who can, or who can struggle in his mold. And you gotta have Nightwing in there too. Like it's about the bad family more so than the Batman. Right, so it all kind of depends on where you are in that direction. Like, you know, are you, and what story you're saying? Like, is it could it be a movie where we're talking about Bruce Wayne dying, Dick becoming Batman? But see, no, you can't do the Bruce Wayne dying thing. Like, I, I like, I, I thought about this because I know we talked about this. We can't do that. Like, not like as much as I'm saying that this is the the one time you can be free. You got to have him alive for the Justice League. But to your point, you could have it to where he goes away for a little bit. Like he goes or, or, to, like, or he goes to the to this Justice League event. And mm-hmm. Dick is like Dick is taking over part of Batman. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could do that. Or Bruce Wayne has to go undercover, do something like I don't you could do a multitude of excuses, but I think that would be bold. Either way, I'm into it. But Dick has to be there, Damien has to be there. Also, I have the rumor, according to our guy, Daniel RPK, Brainiac will appear in Superman Legacy. Yes, sir, you heard that right. Brainiac will appear in Superman Legacy, and I am ecstatic, baby. I'm ecstatic. Like, what? Uh, Yeah, so if... If uh, which if 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 Brainiac's appearing in Superman Legacy, I feel like that's to set up uh the future villain. I don't think Brainiac will be the villain of the first gonna... one. Yeah, like that's I think, happening. yeah, like I don't think he's gonna be the main villain. I he's think they're, yeah, I think they're setting it up because the main villain to me, we've talked about this plenty of times, has to be Livewire, Metallo, uh, Parasite. Like, it has to be one of those low-key Superman villains because this is a story that they're telling to, you know, get us back into the belief of Superman. Like, this could even be Bizarro. Like, it could be it could be a number of things, but it can't be Lex, and it can't be Brainiac. Yeah, but obviously, they're going to be in, in the it. world. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think that's pretty much... Because yeah, there's no Batman news right now. Daniel said because of the writer strike, you know, the stuff that James Gunn is not working on personally is the stuff that's taking a little backseat. So yeah, I think um, going back to Andy Muschietti, I would rather him do this Batman movie than have him do the whatever Attack on Titan that they wanted to do. Oh God, that's what they. Oh yeah, wait. He's supposed to direct the Attack on Titan movie. Uh, did you see the rumored cast list for the My Hero movie? No. Disgusting. Disgusting. Wait, I gotta, I gotta find it, and we'll, I'll just say it while we're doing the thing. But just disgusting. There's a My Hero con going on in Birmingham this weekend. 
Oh yeah, no, I know we uh um I I, I waited too late to respond to the guy, but we could have did a, a anime mm-hmm. pod there, yeah, and we could do Bruce Bins. Okay, so look, this is the rumors: David Muzaz, Gotham, Midoriya, Jason, wow. Jace the, Norman. The yes, bro. Gotham. Yes, Jace Norman from Henry Danger, Bakugo, Isaac Hempstead. Who is a wheelchair homie in Game of Thrones? Bron. Really? As Eda. Graham Verchesi. This kid. Todoroki. Okay. And then this girl. Ochako. Mm -hmm. But it's these two that piss me off. Muzaz. <laughs> Although I kind of like Muzaz more than this guy. Henry Danger? What is this? What is this? That's Bakugo? Get out of here. But these like, are rumors. Like, like, these, are, these are rumors. And people were joking, saying, well, if you got one guy from Henry Danger, this might as well be All Might. <laughs> but that's... Yeah. <laughs> That's what I got. Rumor was that's going to be a mess. I'm I'm wondering if it's been in the Netflix to dumb, which is a few weeks. the One Piece one, man. That's the one we're waiting for is to see the trailer for the One Piece one. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez, talk about another miss. Yeah, One Piece is going to be even worse. But I have hopes because Oda pushed back. He he was like, no, 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 we're not putting this out. I don't like it yet. We're not putting it out till I like it. So that's why nothing's come out yet. Because Oda was like, we got to refilm some of this shit. <laughs> so, hell yeah! Shout out to Oda, man. <laughs> um, so, so, moving off on DC, I'm talking about the Spider-Verse. And Jack- Are you going to see that this weekend? Um, I have requested to go see it this week. I had a girlfriend with her sister and her equipment. She was like, I don't even know what you're going to do. I was like, I want to watch the Spider-Verse. Nice, nice. Yeah, so I'm gonna go see it too. So hell yeah. Um, so I'm, I have tapes, you know, Spider-Man into the Spider Verse for us to both watch tomorrow because she hasn't seen it. Okay, nice, nice, nice. And then hopefully, go this weekend. But uh, as Spider-Man across the Spider Verse will hit theaters this weekend, the producers behind the trilogy, the trilogy, have their attention set on the third installment uh, next year's Beyond the Spider Verse. However, it's not the only web-slinging project that's on their mind, minds. Amy, uh, Amy Pascal, a producer, has also said that Spider-Woman, which we assumed was going to happen in a live-action Miles Morales movie or in the works. Uh, I guess I'm assuming that would be with Sony. Yeah, that's going to um, probably be the shit with Venom and probably their right. craving and whatnot. Um, so she said, you'll see all of it uh, across the Spider-Verse. It's all happening. And she also mentioned that a fourth Spider-Man movie with Tom Clemens and Daya is in the works with the better strike as that caused. Nice. Okay. I'm hyped for all. I'm hyped for Spider-Woman because I'm assuming that's going to be an animated movie because she did She did mention, I saw a story that uh, Spider-Gwen will be getting a movie, so I'm hyped for that. The Spider-Woman thing, uh, I need to see how Sidney Sweeney and all of them look in that Madam Web movie. Miles Morales, as long as they make it like uh, the the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, we, we shouldn't have a problem. So, I mean, they've shown they can make decent Spider-Man movies at times. The only issue I have with that Miles Morales thing is like what you're mentioning with like that being in the Ben verse is that they're going to try and make that like their... That's going to be their Peter. Their, like, that's going to be their main guy. Man. Well, I mean, uh, that makes sense. But I mean, like, if they're going to have to treat a first Miles Morales movie and in, in, internal, if they're going to do have him immediately meet someone from one of these other movies. I could see the first movie. Um, I could see the first movie being in like contained to Miles, and then the second one he fights Craven. Like I could see that, or the second one he fights Venom. But you know, it's it's gonna happen sooner rather than later with that shit. They're trying to connect that shit as soon as possible. Yeah, I, I could see that. I definitely would hope that they would uh, keep it. But I'm 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 excited about the animated shit. So like I'm uh, Spider Verse. Expect a review next week. I'm I'm I gotta go 
this weekend. I'm going to try to go Sunday because BWT Live is Saturday. Friday. So, like, yeah, I'm going to be in Baton Rouge. So, I'm going to try to go Sunday, maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow, depending on how the cookie crumbles. It's kind of really ramped up here because we have um, you know, Spider-Man's Into the Spider-Verse or yeah, Across the Spider-Verse. I think Indiana Jones is coming up. I don't care about that that lukewarm ah, stand dude. innovation movie. <laughs> oh, I know it's, it's, it's the end of June. Flash is the sixteen. Wait, would you say the other one was your mic kind of went out a little bit? Flash is the sixteen. Oh yeah, excited about that and Oppenheimer, bro. And Oppenheimer, gotta go see, gotta go see Oppenheimer. That's gonna be and freaking lit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, Barbie's gonna be. So next week is what? Next week, oh, ne- you're not gonna go see this, but I'll go see it <laughs> and probably do a review with Reds. Just uh, Transformers, bro. Transformers Rise of the Beast. <laughs> That's next week. <laughs> I also, I also want to go see, but I'm, I might wait for streaming because this is a movie that I don't know if I want to pay for. I want to see the Burt Chrysler movie, The Machine. That's probably gonna be my movie on the rise today. <laughs> That's fair. I really want to see that movie because people said it's good. And what's his name is playing uh Bert? Jimmy Tatro. Oh man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, so Flash is in two weeks. Okay. Flash and Flash Elemental. And Ele- Elemental. Yeah, I kind of want to see Elemental. I kind of want to see Elemental too. What's the blackening? That's uh, the um all black band horror movie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly, that's third on the list behind Elemental. Like I'm, well, yeah. I'm yeah, you know. But ooh, um, the the next story though. <laughs> yeah, so the next story, Quentin Tarantino broke his silence about his new film. It's called The Movie Critic, and he said that the movie critic takes place in California in 1977, and it's based on a guy who really lived but was never really famous and used to write movie reviews for a porno. Um, Tarantino is looking to use a, a new leading man for his final movie, someone that he hasn't worked with before, and is looking for someone in the thirty in his thirties, you know, middle living around the thirty. I know you said the thing about the Brit. I know you got the thing about the Brit. He, he, he said that. I know, but right now it's rumored. It's rumored right now, two people: John David Washington, Robert Pattinson. We'll just strike it. I don't think he's going to do Robert Pattinson. Look, I think Robert Pattinson's got enough to do. He does, but John David, John David with a Quentin Tarantino movie, I can rock with that. I think that's going to be the move because, like, I, based on what I've heard about this guy who's talking about with the porno rag, is that he never, he doesn't really know who that guy is. He just read his articles. Okay. Okay. So it, I don't think that you know he has. A particular race in mind it could be any so i think like throwing john david's name in the ring is you know as good as anyone i mean why wouldn't he want to work with quentin tarantino yeah no you're right tarantino want to work with john david washington yeah so no you're right look i'm i'm down with it i'm down with it all so yeah i mean you know maybe we circle back around to this on a later day and talk about like more possibilities of what it could be like looking at 35 year olds i saw some people were thinking that maybe like Jeremy Allen White would be a good one. Oh, that would be a good one. I would rock with that. If they if they're going black, they got it's gotta be John David or no one else. But they're going white, Jeremy Allen White is a is a damn good choice. I like that. Yeah, um, and uh, and someone was also saying Paul Dano. If you're looking mm-hmm. for someone who's like but, but I, after seeing Paul Dano do the Fablemans, I can't see Paul Dano doing anything that's not old. Like to me now, he's old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm trying to think of some. You got me on Jeremy Allen White. That might be the one. That really might be the one in Tarantino movie, and that would put him over the edge. Or it could be our guy Jesse Plemons. He might be too old. You think? How old is Jess? Let me look this up. I got another one for you. If it's not Jesse Plemons, Jesse Plemons, he's 35. Schubert, don't do that. Right at 35. J. Plim, post-Marty movie? Come on, man, post-Marty? But I got another one for you. 
I got one more. Aaron, uh, hold on. Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul? Aaron Paul, baby. Oh, well, he's from uh, Breaking Bad. Break, now, he's too old. He's 40. Mm. He's too old. But J, J, Jesse Plemons, Jeremy Allen White. I like those names. I like those names. If, if we're sticking with, like, who is 35 at the moment? Um, not a lot of good, not a lot of good names. Not even worth, not even worth saying besides Jesse Clemens. Yeah, so uh, like, I'm trying to think like, of some other like, 35 well, year old actors. Like, who are the who are 35 year old actors? Zach Efron, Tyler Hoechlin. No, geez, no, 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 no. I'm looking. Ray the Gage, top... John Page. Like, those, He's British. Are, I know, but I'm saying those are the 35 year old actors. Like, Jonah are, Hill. Nicholas Nicholas Pittman, the 35 year old actor. What about Jonah Hill? Uh, yeah, Jonah Hill could do it. Probably, I don't know. He's around that age. I don't know. Maybe as an actor. Yeah, yeah, true, 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 true. I'm trying to think of some more people that it could be, if not old Jonah. Um, hmm, I'm looking at actors in their 30s right now. Has, has um, he done a movie with Jake? Jake Gyllenhaal? No, no, I can get with Jake. I can get with Jake. What about like Sebastian Stan? Ooh, Sebastian Stan actually. Sebastian Stan is actually working on the. Sebastian Stan is going to be Ric Flair. Yeah, he would he because Ric Flair met. Yeah, I remember with, seeing him. Yeah, he met with all the actors, and the one that he liked the most was Sebastian Stan. What about Ryan? Ryan Gosling. Too old. I think he fits in, in that, or he might be pushing too old. He, I think, he, I think he's pushing too old. Oh, and then you know, hot, hot man of the of the of the hour, Miles Teller. Yeah, Miles Teller fits in that. Has, yeah. has Jordan, has Joseph Gordon-Levitt ever done a movie with Tarantino? Nah, I've, I'm gonna tell you this now: if, if Gosling's too old, JGL's too old, and he's Canadian. <laughs> it seems like Tarantino wants an American. <laughs> he just wants someone that doesn't have to like fake an accent. Okay, okay. That's what Jeremy Allen White, Jesse Plemons, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Those are the those are those are the guys I'm rocking with right now, and, and Jonah Hill. Yeah, because I think it's got to be someone who's a little scuzzy. That's why I said Jesse Plemons at first. I don't think it could be that good looking of a guy. Jeremy Allen White falls right on the edge. Like he's a good looking dude, but he can play scummy. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. See, like, I feel like that's the kind of guy you're looking for because you're looking for someone who's like a really cultural porno. And yeah, you're not getting. Yeah. Yeah. You're not getting Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Miles Teller is a little bit too much on the good looking side. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. (laughs) Miles Teller pre, uh, Miles Teller pre Top Gun, maybe like Whiplash Miles Teller, but not Top Gun Miles Teller. No. So, yeah, I, I think we can definitely think more on it and circle back because it doesn't have to be 35. It's just anywhere within the 30s. Okay. So, I mean, you can get, you could, I, I feel like we, we, you would want to stay away from someone who is like at 38, 39 because, I mean, this movie is not filming yet. Or no, yeah. been cast. So, and, and, and we're mid strike, even though, you know, he's working on his shit. He does not care. <laughs> He's probably just working on his shit, just not like talking to studios about it. Yeah, true, 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 true. I'm just gonna. He's like, I'm just gonna have my shit ready to go. Yeah, whenever it's time. But no one's paying me to write. Yeah, no, I write. I write for me. Yeah, exactly. No, you're absolutely right with that. Um, So Universal's live action adaptation of How to Train Your Dragon has found its two human writers, Mason Thames, who recently starred in The Black Phone. And Nico Parker, who is la- who is the um, actress who played Joel's daughter in Last of Us, okay. uh, they're going to be Hiccup and Astrid in the feature, directed by uh, Dean Dubois. Okay. Uh, so I think this was a really good casting. I don't see much point for the movie, but I think it was a good casting. Yeah, that is good. Ca- like, I think How to Train Your Dragon is probably the best group of like five movie animated like a, of just a group with sequels where the sequels work so i get them wanting to do a live action the dragons just better look good that's all i'm gonna say well i mean i mean if they look like game of thrones one 
ones that look pretty good. But at the same time, like those dragons were so cartoony. So that, so like that's the thing about this movie for me is like I, I feel like that movie was best served as the DreamWorks cartoon. It's like going back and being like, oh yeah, let's make all the DreamWorks movies. But out of uh, all of action, them, this is the one that could work though. Shrek. Like Shrek can't work. <laughs> I, I mean, I, honestly, it it could. <laughs> Oh my god! I really tried. <laughs> now, do I think it would be any good? No. But yeah, that would be, bro. It has uh, enough. It has enough humans that it could work. Where like Kung Fu Panda cannot work. Yeah, no, Kung Fu Panda, big no, 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 no. Fuck no. But this one is just dragons and humans. And the and the right. and the good thing is the dragons don't talk. The pets essentially. So like, yeah. As long as they look okay, and that's the thing. How are they gonna do toothless? Like toothless is a toothless dragon. Like, <laughs> yeah. But you know, my main thing here is I'm excited for Mason Thames because I thought he was really great in the Black Phone, and I think he's an up and comer. So okay, okay, gonna we'll be looking out. Role. Yeah, because they went with him instead of a uh, dude from um, Shazam. Not oh, Asher. Not Asher. The other one. Oh, okay. But the other one was in a, yeah, the other one was in like a drug show. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, Day RPK reported that he was going to get it at first, but then he, then his agent was like, yeah, no, (laughs) never mind. They thought they, he thought he was going to get more money. And he was like, if, yeah, if y'all aren't paying me this, I'm not doing this. Cause you're too good of an actor for that right now. Like you were just in a druggy HBO show. You should not be going back to kids leading man. Yeah, yeah, that would have been bad. This is a good move for Mason Williams because not a lot of not enough people saw Black Panther. So. True. He's pretty much a no. Uh, no. Um. So speaking of people who've been in drug addiction, the center shaker has goes to the opposite, going halfway, and uh, you know, Michelle Collins, um, and Mother Mary. Wait, you were you were uh. Your um your your mic was, yeah you cut he was cutting out. Um, I was talking about Hunter Shaper being in a movie starring Abe Hathaway and Michelle Cole. Oh, okay. Or Michaela. Michaela. Yeah. Uh, the pop pick, the pop music pick, uh, from director David Lowry's his third A twenty four movie following his movie The Green Day and a Ghost Story. Uh, the fourth coming film will be released worldwide by A24. It's going to be an epic pop melodrama following a fictional musician played by Hathaway and her relationship with iconic fashion designer uh, who will be played by Cole. Um, sources tell Deadline that her shaper will play Hilda, the assistant of uh, the designer. Hey, this could be good because David Lowry's a damn good filmmaker. Anne Hathaway, Michelle Cole, and Hunter Schaefer, all great actresses. This could be big for both Cole and Schaefer getting in front of the big screen because they kill it on the, on the, on the small screen. Let's see how you do in theaters with a big-name director like David Lowry and, um, and uh, Anne Hathaway. Yeah, I think, you know, and being in an A24 definitely fits in. I'm interested to see what Anne Hathaway would do in an A24 movie. Um, I think that that's definitely a, an interesting move for her career. <laughs> After seeing her interview with Jeremy Strong, I, I understand. She's trying to, she's like, I'm tired of doing all this fluff. Like, her, Jeremy Strong was talking to her and she was like, you're right, Jeremy. I need to dive into a character. Like, you know how he is, his crazy ass. <laughs> right. So now, now she's like, I'm going to do an E24 movie about like, <laughs> epic pop melodrama following a fictional musician. So I'm going to be some kind of druggie. Yeah. <laughs> Druggy pop star. <laughs> who, goes, who goes crazy. Yeah. And is in a lesbian relationship. And ooh, is that good for my career? Find out next time. Yeah. <laughs> so, more to come on that one, but um, good casting for Hunter Schaefer. So we'll get into that movie. Uh, Bro, this next story is nuts. <laughs> Martin Scorsese uh, was going touring through Italy after Khan um, and met up with Pope Francis. And after meeting with Pope Francis, announced that he will make a film about Jesus. <laughs> I have responded to the Pope's appeal to artists in the only way I know how, by imagining and writing a screenplay for a film about Jesus. Now look, before I said Marty shouldn't retire, 
I was thinking Marty was gonna make a detective movie, some <laughs> a western, you know, some little mob shit. I don't need Marty's movie about Jesus, man. I'm gonna be point blank, period, honest with you. <laughs> no. Like <laughs> to this talk about this is gonna be controversial. <laughs> oh my god. Well, my, what are you going to do? Are you going to tell like the full story? And he like already did. He already made his version of uh the the dying on the cross with uh William Defoe. Um, yeah. <laughs> he already did. Like, what are, what are we doing? Even though that was his rendition of it, and it wasn't like biblically correct. Yeah, I think now he wants to do something probably biblically, biblically correct, correct, like, like an epic. Like, since we've seen Passion. Yeah, you're not doing better than Passion of the Christ, bro. <laughs> I feel like he, I feel like if you want to tell that Jesus story, there's more than just that. And I feel like since we did a deep dive into the Passion, the Passion could be 30 minutes of the movie. If, if I'm already Scorsese, three-hour movie, I mean, you could, you could start with Wizzle. Jesus, you could do Teen Jesus, you can do... <laughs> You can, you can uh, you know, Jesus, Jesus hanging out with John the Baptist, Jesus doing his fast. Bro, this is this is crazy. Like, I, I, I'm probably not going to watch this. I'm just letting y'all know now, ladies and gents. Probably not. I'm not watching no three hour Jesus movie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a, that's a lot, man. That's, that's a lot. Go to church. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just go to church, bro, or go watch the Passion. Like, there's so I don't know, I don't know. I just the Pope, the and the Pope know he's not gonna like whatever Marty does. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Marty about to have Jesus having sex with Maid Mar- uh, Maid Mary, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, when I saw the story, I was like, bro, what's going on? <laughs> go home, not Marty. <laughs> Um, so during a recent appearance at the Texas Frightmare Weekend, Frank Carpenter was asked about a possible sequel to The Thing, and he said that he was fairly the secrecy, and that there may be a thing too, which I think is a movie that comes over to sequel, but especially a sequel that's timed up based upon, like, you know, maybe someone goes back to that area and the, and the thing is still there. Or like it comes back, like whatever it came from originally. You know, I think the thing is one of those horror movies that you could definitely could bring back. Um, mm-hmm. And since it's been so such a long time and it hasn't been beaten to death, like Scream and Freddy and all that, I think you can really do something really cool with it. With I, you know, if, if, yeah, I mean, the original thing is great. If you haven't seen the thing remake, with uh, wins wins of uh, you know, Obi Wan's wife, Mary Elizabeth. Wins, what's her name? Um, oh, uh, Mar- Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, she she stars in in that okay remake, and, okay. and it's really good. Real, I've I've never been the biggest thing guy. I need to just give it a shot. Yeah, I mean it's it's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. I think it was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She the the thing remake or whatever was in 2011, and I had her in it and Joel Edgerton. Those were the main two. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Joel Edgerton's ass. <laughs> he had a career reshape. Oh no! Wait, yeah. is that who I'm thinking of? I think so. John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a career reshape. Joel went from doing weird movies to now he just do epics. <laughs> That's all he do. Shakespeare yeah. epics. <laughs> he pops in for a Star Wars role. Yeah, every now um, and again. <laughs> uh, so The Rock, he says that he squashes beef with Vin Diesel. And um, now you know he- why? Because Black Adam failed. <laughs> And now uh, his character Hobbs may get his own movie. That is not a sequel to Hobbs and Shaw. He said he was never going back. He thought Black Adam was about to kick ass and he was going to be DC down. Now he back to fast? 
<laughs> I saw a gift of Vin Diesel as Thanos. <laughs> Look, you had to return to me. <laughs> I'm inevitable. Nice <laughs> Vin Eaton, baby. Go, Vin. <laughs> but you know who got fucked? Tyrese. Tyrese put himself in the middle of that beef, and The Rock still don't fuck with him. <laughs> Poor Tyrese. Poor Tyrese, man. Uh, so Mandy Moore and Camille and Johnny are going, uh, they have closed deals to star in Thread and Insidious Tale, a new film in the Insidious universe from Screen Gems, Blumhouse, and James Wan's Atomic Monster. Okay. And uh, for some reason, I thought I put the synopsis on it, but I didn't. But basically, it's just it's a spinoff of the Insidious stuff. I mean, they're going to get wrapped up into something, and it's going to be open. It's going to be a horror film. Yeah, that's what it's basically all. All right. Yeah, I'll check that out. Is Oh, yeah. Isn't, it a, insidious, really isn't it a Insidious reboot? No, I mean there's already there's this is gonna be a offshoot of Oh an offshoot of Insidious. Okay. Okay. So it's gonna be in the world, but it's gonna be direct directly in the line. Like I guess how like The Conjuring has their main movies and then there's like a movie like I can't remember what exactly the movie is, but there's a movie that's like an offshoot of it. No, the Annabelle saga. The Annabelle saga is an offshoot of. Gotcha. Of yeah, of the Conjuring. Okay. Hell yeah. Well, with that, it's time to get into movie on the rise where we recommend one movie or TV show that's coming out this week that we think you should watch. Schubert can have into the Spider Verse. I'm taking. Bert Chrysler's The Machine, baby. We gotta go watch The Machine. That shit sounds hilarious. Dude robbed a train in Russia. What? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, what? I think it's gonna be weird. Like, I'm, I'm interested to see where it ends up landing um, in streaming. So, hell yeah. I, that's what I'm ready to see. I want to see it in streaming, but I'm, I, you know, still my movie on the rise. So, but what you got? Um... Uh, what you gonna call yeah, it? Spider Verse. Spider Verse. Nice, nice. And always sunny. It should be um, next week. Oh shit! I forgot about that. Oh, I am hyped. We we get we got something we can start reviewing again. It, let's go. It's always sunny. Review next week if it's out in time. <laughs> Let me double check on that because I know it's next week. Oh man, it's the sixth. And they won. Uh, and they got moved up a league. I know uh, Rob McElhaney's loving life. Oh, yeah, Rexham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, June 7th. The gang inf- inflates. Yeah, June 7th. So that's uh, the first. That's six days from now. That would be on a oops, on a Wednesday. Oh, my gosh. Possible. I'm seeing all the episode names. Do you want me to tell them to you? This shit is yeah, hilarious. I see them. The gang inflates. Frank shoots every member of the gang. What? <laughs> The gang gets cursed. <laughs> Frank versus Russia. Oh my gosh. Celebrity booze, the ultimate cash grab. <laughs> oh god. Risky rats pizza and amusement center. Dennis, That's the one ta- I'm on. <laughs> Dennis takes a mental health day and the gang goes bowling. <laughs> no, I didn't see those last two. This this season looks hype. Yeah, June 7th. We're getting two episodes, baby. No, oh, yeah. I'm hyped. Oh. So that's when's that next? Oh, that's next Wednesday. Okay. So y'all may not get a review until the week after. Furniture <laughs> to deal with the economy's inflation while D tries to find a place to crash after being evicted by her greedy land. <laughs> and, Charlie, and Charlie wants to pitch Frank his crypto online investment again. <laughs> you got the sec. I got the second one if you need. <laughs> and after. Uh, yeah, I got- after Frank shoots Dennis and D, they resolve to take Frank's gun away. Mac and Charlie go on a road trip with their moms to get their inheritance. <laughs> and then the gang gets cursed. Oh man, this all this shit sounds hilarious. A series of yeah. bad omens leads to the gang to believe they're all cursed. They set to off to undo the curse and make amends with those they've wronged. Mac meets Chase Utley and invites him for catch. <laughs> Finally meets Chase Utley. 
<laughs> AKA uh, Rob McElhaney's famous enough now to meet Chase Utley. Shout out to Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> the synopsis are look insane, bro. This shit is hilarious. So I'm definitely excited to see that next Wednesday. All right. Um, but let's jump into succession. Look, when all I got to say is I lost all respect for Kendall when he took Roman. Roman was talking about the stitch on his eye, and he was like, I need to make this look better so it looks like I, I put up a fight. Kendall grabs him, pushes the face of, Ro- of Roman on his face to help open up the scar and because he knows Roman responds to physical abuse, he knew he would have got Roman's vote because he is he kind of gets turned on by that. But also, that's how Logan, his dad, used to abuse him. Uh, Kendall t- grabs him in the same way that Logan did and pushes that scar, makes it open up. And he knew at that point when Roman asked, uh, 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 it, Roman asked him something. I forget exactly what it was. But at that moment, Kendall knew I had Roman's vote. But she. You're a cunt. You're a cunt, Shiv. A cunt. You asked Tom for a divorce in episode one of the season. If I was Tom, I'd have told that bitch, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Like, the moment moment they sign the paper and I'm CEO, I look at Shiv and I say, kiss my fucking ass, bitch. (laughs) But Tom loves her. or, Or loves her, quote unquote. Yeah, I mean, I think Shiv kind of thought about it at the end and was like, well, do I want to... Kendall to win or in, yeah. in me lose? Yeah, it's like, at the end of the day, do I want Kendall to, to win this dude who I think is like a garbage person? Or do I want Tom to be the CEO? And, and, I, and I kind of win. My kid, and my kid still gets the benefits. I mean, look, Kendall's, Kendall's still going to be... Kendall and Roman are still rich. Like, it's just the difference of billions to like hundreds of millions, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, they're still, it's not like they're about to be poor. <laughs> no, not at all. Cause I mean, they got a huge payout in that deal, too. So, like, you know, once we talk about the season as a whole, we can talk about where we think they all are going to be, the direction they're going to be going in there. Also, shout out to Greg. Because Tom fucks with Greg till the end. <laughs> Even though Greg turned on Tom, Tom a real one. Tom said, I did the same thing you did, Greg. You was just trying to get up. <laughs> the funniest thing, he was like, he was like, everyone hates you, Greg, but don't worry. I, I still got you. <laughs> yeah, he put the dot. I still got you, baby. <laughs> yeah, he was like, you're mine. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was the most boss move that Tom did. In that yeah, and, and, like, and that was awesome, though, because that's him and Greg's relationship, because Greg is basically mini Tom. Like, Tom taught Greg everything he knows, and Greg just did a Tom move. But the thing is, Greg just, his plan just didn't work. No. He wanted to be part of the quad, but there was never going to be a quad, Craig. You, you <laughs> back the wrong horse. <laughs> back the wrong horse for sure, bro. Also, that, thought Kendall was going to like, kill himself. Oh, yeah, me too. Or I, I couldn't tell what that deal was at the end. I guess that guy's in security. I thought yeah, okay, so, okay, so that was that's his security. The reason why he doesn't do it, because they improv a lot, and Jeremy Strong was really going to jump. And the actor was like, whoa, whoa, bro. No method acting this. Like, the security guy was like, we can't do this. And the director was like, yeah, Jeremy, you don't have to kill yourself for this role, bro. Like, he wanted to jump in the river for real. He was like, nah, we're not stunning it. I'm jumping in the river. And they were like, nah, we just going to make him think you thought about it. But then you left. Which, I mean, is a Kindle thing. He would have definitely thought about it in that moment. Because he don't have nothing else. Well, and the fact that he thinks that he has nothing else is the true reason of why he should never have that. And, but see, the thing is, okay, look at it like this. Shiv was not involved with the company pre the show. Right, right. Roman was not involved in the company pre the show. Roman was like a playboy. He was like, he was, yeah, he, but he didn't care. He was, he was on the payroll. Yeah, he was on the pay. He was getting money from it, but he wasn't doing shit. That was Kendall's life. For, for Roman and Shiv, this was like a moment in their lives. And, you know, like Romans can go back to doing what he was doing before. Kendall, on the other hand, has nothing but his kids. And, you know, 
who aren't really his kids. It, yeah, and honestly, hey, do you think that's why Logan didn't give it to him? Because Logan knew those weren't his kids and he wanted to pass it on. That's why Tom, because Tom's are really his, his uh, true grandchildren. Possible. You combine that with the fact that Kendall killed someone, those two facts is why he didn't want to give it to him? Yeah. I mean, I also think that, like, Logan can recognize him as a person who had nothing and built himself up. Where, like, these kids had everything and then so they don't know how to build anything. That's why Logan liked Greg, too, because Greg wasn't handed everything either. Right. So. Well, I mean, like Greg. No. Yeah. Tolerated <laughs> Greg. <laughs> the best line of the whole season. You all aren't serious people. Yeah, I mean, he was trying to be nice. And he was like, <laughs> if you, he's like you aren't serious people. So stop. <laughs> but to me, the show ends. The show ends for me when the when the brothers and sister and brother relationship ends, which is when they're making that smoothie. That's the last time they were brother, sister, and brother. Yeah, and I thought that was a good representation of them as a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God damn, that whole stuff at the house was hilarious. Where like the mom is like, "Oh yeah, uh, my husband has this guy who wants to pitch you guys something," and they're like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. That was one of the best scenes. Yeah, it, it, it was. I mean. There's a lot of good stuff in the finale. Uh, the finale was my episode. favorite episode besides the one that you want to talk about. Oh, well, yeah. the Logan's Logan's death in episode three was pretty, pretty heavy because like it came out of nowhere because no one mm-hmm. really knew when he would die or what the season was going to entail. But when he it, died three episodes in... It was perfect, like, oh. though. That was perfect because what? I thought... I thought they were going to kill him till like eight or nine. But the fact that you got him out early really elevated because the show up to that point, it wasn't like, oh, who's going to win the throne? It was just like we're vying for dad's affection. But you kill him early. It ramps up the stakes. And it's like, no, 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 no. This is about who's getting the throne just because like we made peace kind of in the beginning, in the end of last season, beginning of this season, there's never really peace. That was just a, a, a treaty almost like a let's pause the action. Yeah. I mean, it, for the middle seasons of succession, you really didn't get the tension week to week that you got this season. Yep. It's like once Logan died, it was like, it's it on. It. Yeah. It, it became it became the last three seasons of Game of Thrones where every week we're like, well, you know, this person's got to make this move. Mm-hmm. This person's got to do this. Who's it going to be? Also, yeah. do you remember last season before Tom made Tom's big move? You did not see him in the episode pre- prior. He was he was doing his machinations. Where was Tom during the funeral? Setting up his CEO pool. Right. Well, I mean, during the funeral, he was really kind of keeping the ship together because they setting up his CEO pool, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? And he showed the board, like, like Logan said, they the the family aren't serious people. (laughs) The board knew it. Yeah. No, I I think that scene with him and Madsen was really telling. Where, like, yeah, at the end of the day. Madsen wasn't really looking for someone who was going to be the idea person. He was looking for a, a facilitator. A worker, essentially. A pain sponge, as he said. Yeah, true. And that's Tom through and through. Exactly. <laughs> no. Women um, everywhere I mean, like, <laughs> upset at you. <laughs> uh, throughout the season, the problem, there were some really top-tier episodes. Like we said, the episode of Connor's Wedding where Logan dies was a huge one. Uh, the, the funeral was a huge one. Uh, Sweden was a huge episode. Yeah, Sweden was. Uh, Amer- election night. Election night. <laughs> and I mean, you know, I feel like we're saying everything after Logan's death, but even that episode when they were in Hollywood was a big episode. Yeah, true. True, true. Hold on. I got to tell. Hold on. Let me pull up the cast season four because there's someone that. I thought played a big role in season four that I really 
liked. Hold on, let's see. What's his name? Was one of Manson's guys? I think so. Let me. I gotta pull up IMDb you to see his face. Um, hold on, because we we know nah, him. He, he we know him from Weeds. Uh-huh. You know who I'm talking about? The guy we know from Weeds. Was he only episodes of season two? He was like, I think he was the uh, the campaign guy with the white hair. Hold on, bro. Now I gotta look up weeds to pull this guy's name up. Hold on. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm gonna get in two seconds because he's like the uh, main. Wait, you talking about Mankin from Weeds? No, Justin no. Kirk, who was Just, one of the main yes, characters. Yes, Justin Kirk. Yes, Minkin. I love Minkin. Yeah, you're talking about camp- that. It's the president. Yes, that's who I that's who I loved. Like I thought he he played the fuck out of the Roy's. Yeah, I mean they king well Tom mm-hmm. and Greg Kingdom. <laughs> oh man, that shit's hilarious. And then fucking Con- Connor's whole storyline. Connor didn't even go to his dad funeral. That man would go get married. Yeah. <laughs> what a uh, fucker. Yeah. Outside, outside of the main stuff, uh, Connor Roy and Willow was definitely hitting on all cylinders this season. Like that's, They were hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they were. Like, the fact that out of all the stuff that was going on, they went to Logan Roy's house so that Connor and Willow could be like, okay, so you need to put like, you know, little tags on what you want. And they're like, well, where are the medals? And Connor's like, oh, well, I, I took those. There was a, there was a round before this round. <laughs> yeah, dude was just taking everything, bro. And Willow's like, I want everything out. Like, I don't want any of this. <laughs> Connor was like, I want it all. And then, like on election night, he's like, Yeah, I'll, I'll drop out of the race if like they give me a, a great, a good ambassadorship. And they're like, what about, what about, was it Yemen or Oman? He was like, <laughs> yeah. like, oh yeah, that sounds really nice. That and sounds nice. Like, <laughs> Dude, you don't even like, know Willow what the would fuck. Not yeah. The whole time I'm like, Yemen, bro, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Like, why don't you go be the ambassador to like fucking the Bahamas or something. Something that Willow well, would he appreciate. Was to, he was like, he was like, <laughs> yeah, I want to do something, uh, in like central Europe, and they were like, <laughs> Roman was like, be real. Bro, when Roman told him, be like, we're gonna trust Connor to be the ambassador in the place near Russia, get the fuck out of here. He's like, he's like, I want I want some more nukes. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I would feel comfortable, yeah. I would feel, yeah. Um, no, not comfortable. He was like, I would feel, I would be upset if they didn't trust me in a place with nukes. You're right. Connor might have been the best of the season <laughs> in terms of comedy. <laughs> yeah, he was hilarious the whole time. Also, man, Jeremy Strong acts his ass off. I don't know. I, like, he Dan, he's like this generation's Daniel Day Lewis in the sense of how invested he gets in these roles. I think, you know, there's a chance that there could be some Emmy winners in this group. It's just really hard because TV. I mean, shit, Jeremy and Kieran should win. I mean, I'm not going to say anyone should win, but I mean, I definitely think they should be on the board. I I have to see how it all lays out. So you don't think Kieran Culkin should win? I'm not going to say that anyone should win until I see you. All right, who else is there? (laughs) Fair enough. Brian Cox was pissed. He was like, how how was I not in the rest of the season? Because <laughs> you dominate the screen, my guy. Yeah, true. You do. Man, was he your favorite character? Was Logan your favorite character? No, no. My favorite character was, you know, Greg and Tom. <laughs> Mine was Greg, Roman, and Ken, because I just liked the way Jeremy acted. Yeah, the, what were they, the Garbage Brothers or something? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah. But Shiv, everything she hated about her mother, she just turned around and became. Women, right. feminists everywhere cried when Shiv turned <laughs> and went back to Tom. <laughs> the timeline <Yeah>. was hot. <laughs> 
but so you know and thinking about succession and the legacy of succession and amongst the hbo's elite it's, it's, it's probably going to be one that stands through time the issue with that it doesn't that, i'm gonna be honest it's not in the same tier as the wire and the sopranos it's not it's not basically in my opinion because of how long it ran i think mm. it cut itself short like you know to be able to be able to sustain something like the wire the wire was able to sustain for as many seasons as it did and then gave you new elements like every season Yep, and the Sopranos did the similar thing by diving more into Tony's life and like, and like really giving you everything of Tony. We saw his kids grow up. So I mean, I, I'd be interested to see how some people rank uh, HBO shows moving forward, but I definitely think it's um, it's three or four in, or five. It's in, it's, it's, in, it's that, in the top five, that top the top level. Yeah, no, it's not, I'd say it's in top five. It's it's it falls three, four, or five. It's just not one or two. Because Game of Thrones fell, bro. That last season really hurt Game of Thrones. Right. Honestly, I mean, the last two. The way that they wanted. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm trying I to think, think of other HBO shows that stack up. Mm -hmm. There's just so many. It's hard to think of. Like, which Hold one? On. Let me pull up my list. HBO. We could do an HBO show rank after. Uh, like, does Euphoria yeah, fall somewhere? Does Euphoria fall somewhere on Too the early list? Town. Too early. All right, Boardwalk yeah. Empire. I think I think Succession's better than Boardwalk it. Empire. I think I'm it's. It. What about your show, Barry? Does that fall on the list? Um, I think like Succession's obviously better than Barry, but Barry's still top tier. Which you know, to, to mention that that did end very well. I, I think a lot of people have issues with the finale, but that those people just don't understand the show. That's what I was. That's what I was getting at. How did you like the uh, the ending? Oh, I thought it was great. I, mean, I thought it wrapped things up pretty well. You know, the way that Barry. Well, it's funny about it because I know that you you won't get to it for a while, but like, the, the it pretty much ends in the middle. Okay. And then at the end is like a flash forward, where like long story short, the Barry's son watches the movie that was made about Barry. Ah, oh, okay. And so, but, like, the way that, that the, the movie version of Barry ends is, like, a grand climatic event or like shooting like stuff like that, where that's what people were expecting to be in the finale. It's like, oh, yeah, there's going to be this great big climactic scene where you sort of shooting and stuff like that. But no, the stuff happened in a very, like, very dialed down, sometimes mistakenly, you know, jokingly made of people's fates being met. And that was that was the show. Like that was okay. how it went to all time. Real. Well, I'm looking at I'm looking at the Esquire top fifty list, which includes the season of succession and Barry. Number three, they have the leftovers, which I like the leftovers and okay. Carrie Coon, but I don't know if that's three. Veep is it's four. Yeah, Veep is Veep's, four. Veep's great. Game of Thrones is five. Um Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is definitely up there, six. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. Sex in the City, seven. Uh, I May Destroy You, which is the Michelle Cole series, which they say is one of the best shows of the decade, is eight. Deadwood is nine, which I love Deadwood being at nine. And Succession is ten. Mm -hmm. So that's I mean, there. I'm, I'm just now getting into Deadwood, so I don't know. And the fact that I would like to know where they put Watchmen in there. Oh, yeah. Watchmen was in the top 15. Okay. But, cause, but no, for me, honestly, Watchmen is top 10. And like, man, if True Detective would have ended at one season, it would be top five. <laughs> well, and then, you know, we got to wait and see how, how winning time goes. True. Winning time could be one that creeps in if it... It will. Yeah. And also, you got Band of Brothers. Yeah, Band of Brothers, yeah. Which is like one of the one of the first like mini series of HBO, and if you're doing mini series, one um, the night of is up there too. Which with a uh, with a uh, rest the night of is like a top is like a top twenty fifteen. Okay, well yeah, yeah see, put the night we gotta we, we gotta do we gotta do this episode in like in like two weeks, <laughs> ranking the HBO we'll shows. Do something like that. Uh, so that kind of wraps up the talk about succession. So we kind of went off and trailed. Um, 
was there something much everything. Could, you, yeah, we could do, wanted, like, nah, we could do shows to watch now that Succession's over next week. It's not a big deal. I just wanted to ask you how good the foundation was. <laughs> well, to answer that question, the foundation is pretty great. Good. And okay. season two should be coming around pretty soon. It, it, and that's why I asked, because I saw the trailer, and there's like a Colin Farrell detective show that's coming to HBO. I mean, that's coming to Apple. And I was like, I got to get my Apple TV subscription again for the foundation now, of the my, Colin my, Farrell show. Now, some people might disagree with me in foundation. I'd say this. But be, be, stick with it. Is there action? Because, because you won't really get much until the middle to the end. Is there action, though, is what I'm asking you. There's not a lot. It's a lot of talking? A lot of talking. Do they, have, do they shoot lasers? Like, what's their, what's their battle? How do they fight? There's some guns. Is it bullets? Like, there's some... No, I mean, I think, I think it's like laser-ish. I, it's been a while because, I mean, that show came out in 2021 and I was watching it week to week. Okay. So I, I don't really remember it too great, but I, the stuff that revolves around Lee Pace's character and being an emperor that's pretty much almost a clone, they just keep rebirthing them. Yeah, that's the just cool. It, it's pretty cool. Um, and it, it's taken place in, like, numerous fronts. So yeah. it, it, it's like... It's cerebral. Okay. I mean, you, you know, and, and it's not something that you're going to be able to watch in the middle of the night because, like, oh, you got to like, watch it during the day. Okay. Because, like, there's just things that, you know, like the first episode's really good. I'm looking at, like, the IMDb and, like, the, the, ra- the rankings are fair. Like, the first episode is like an eight, and then, like, three is a 7.2, or no, two is a 7.2, three is a 6.8, four is a 7.2. It, it, I mean, like, you have to grind through four episodes and just okay. be like, I'm just, I'm just fine with watching the show. And then all of a sudden, like, shit gets hot. Okay. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. They have laser guns or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to watch the a last fight. Three epi- the last three episodes are fire. Okay. Fire. But you have to know what's going on. Okay. Hell yeah. Well, I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch the foundation to get ready for season two. Shit, yeah. All, right. All right, well, that's pretty much it. Well, so Lynn and everyone else got on the Frozen Thing Network. Look, if you're listening to this before Saturday, uh, BWT Live in Baton Rouge, Saturday at 5 o'clock at 1600 Government Street. Make sure you're in the building. Uh, also, the Bros Who Think podcast will be coming out after that because this week's episode will be the BWT Live. We're going to record it. And that'll be the podcast for this week. So make sure you check that out. Uh, the Work Shoot Show, if you like wrestling, has a new episode out. And Anime Talk is finally back. Me and Chris have finally got our schedules aligned. And we'll, we're back for the summer uh, since I'm no longer producing uh, for the year right now. So and, and then we'll figure out the Anime Talk schedule when I start producing again. So, But it's back finally. We're super excited. So y'all make sure you check out all that good stuff. And uh, just follow us at Bros Who Think on Twitter for to stay up to date. All right. Yeah, definitely make sure you check out check out all that stuff. Um, keep up the day with Bros who's been and uh, we'll be back next week talking about the Spider Verse and depending um, on when we record, always sunny. Yes, sir. So I hope everyone out there has a great week. Um, make sure you get a good weekend and do send. And um, yeah, definitely make sure you catch us next week. So have a great week and as always, keep going.